Welcome back to the Health, Love, and Happiness podcast. I hope everyone is having a wonderful week. Today's episode is going to be a good one. Um, I am starting a new um, episodes or new episodes that are going to be focused on questions from clients. So with working with all different clients of all different ages, I have a lot of questions that I get from them and a lot of them are very similar. And so today there's one that's been asked of me so much, especially I would say in the last six months, three to six months. And that is going to be, should I take Ozempic? So we're going to dig into Ozempic. We're going to dig into my opinion of Ozempic. And I just want to start here by saying too, guys, this is my opinion on Ozempic. It does not mean that it's how you should feel. It does not mean that it's right. It doesn't mean it is wrong. It is simply my opinion. Take it or leave it because I know it's just, I've had so many questions about this drug in the last, really the last three months. And in one week, I met with three clients and every one of them asked me if they should take a Zempic. I asked them why, and they said, because everybody's doing it. So, you know, it's so many people doing it now and so many people, um, acting like it's not a big deal. And so we're going to break it down a little bit. We're going to talk about the reasons um, why I don't think Ozempic's a good fit. And then we're also going to talk about where I do think Ozempic is a good fit for certain individuals. So let's start, guys. Um, You might have heard someone raving about this new miracle drug and, and also seen very dramatic weight loss in that individual But here's the deal. Experts are not now saying that it's not a miracle drug, guys, for weight loss, that it's got side effects. It comes with um, not just physical side effects, but mental side effects um, afterwards as far as um, kind of just having whiplash from losing weight and then gaining it back. Azimbix is an injectable medication, and it's used to control type 2 diabetes. It was first approved by the FDA in 2017. So let me reiterate that, guys. Azimbix was developed for type 2 diabetes. It was designed to help those type 2 um, diabetic patients manage their obesity and manage their insulin. That key word in there, guys, is obesity, not 10 pounds overweight, not 20 pounds overweight, but severely obese and having issues with type 2 diabetes. So being associated, this drug is now being associated with um, vanity versus a diabetic drug, which it was which it was developed for. And hey, listen, everything, I always tell people, everything you do you have to make a choice. Is this a benefit or a consequence? And so I can't look at clients and and truly tell them that it's a benefit when they ask me what they should do with it. Let's dig into what Azimpic actually does a little bit. And you you can do your own research on what it does, but this, I'm just going to touch on the major parts because chances are, if you've listened to this, you've kind of dug into it on your own. But basically, Azimpic is a drug lowers blood sugar. So it regulates the insulin, which is crucial for type 2 diabetic 
um, patients. They've got to have that ability to manage that insulin. The drug also, and this is where it's kind of interesting from a scientific point of view, guys, for me, but the drug also imitates a hormone called glucagon, and it's a peptide one, and that probably means nothing to you, but we naturally produce it in our intestines, and it's going to limit the appetite by signaling to our bodies that we feel full, and it promotes stomach itching at a, a, low, a slower level or slower um, speed. So you're going to feel, basically, it kind of shuts off those hunger receptors in a way, which I find is a little interesting. People that are on Ozempic say they don't have any as many cravings for the really, um, the foods that they once um, craved a lot. Um, the high sugary foods, the processed foods, the foods that really spike your insulin, which if you look at how the drug was developed or why it was developed, yeah, it does a good job to manage that for type 2 diabetic patients. Um, so I so it basically makes you feel full, right? It cuts off your appetite and makes you feel full. And in return, ding, 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 what is that doing? It's lowering your caloric intake. So when people are like, oh, this miracle drug, it's doing so much. It's like got all these, like, these key things, guys. It's just lowering your caloric intake. So you're just going to lose weight from eating a lower calories. These drugs were not designed for normal weight people who want to get to being super thin. And I think that's the problem that I see with it is that it wasn't designed for someone who is at a healthy weight, but then wants to get really super thin. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of. Um, and it's like, the women in their 30s and 40s who want to get down to that, you know, like itty bitty size that they have been really trying to get it down to. All right, here's the thing, guys. Um, we, when people ask me about Ozempic, does it have a place? Absolutely, it has a place. It has a place for where it was designed. It has a place for where it was researched. I, I think my pet peeve, with so many people is like, we talk out of both sides of our mouth, like you want to have the research, the research, the research, but yet this drug has not been studied for weight loss. It's only been studied to help type two diabetics and obesity with the type two diabetics. It has not recently been studied for weight loss in normal weight people. So I think that's a pet peeve for me. And the thing about it is it, you can, it has a place. It has a place for a patient or a client who is severely overweight that has issues mentally with food, who cannot cut off cravings with food. And here's the thing, guys, if you have a client or a patient that's severely overweight, chances are that they are either um, pre-diabetic or already type 2 or already have type 2 diabetes. I saw, you know, a lot of people are getting up in arms about it being used for children who are obese. Um, I'm on the fence of, for this one, to be honest with you, because I see how it could help them future. I see how it damages a child. And y'all know I have a passion for working with children, um, especially getting them at a healthy weight and helping them. But um, I don't agree with ejecting a child life, you know, for the rest of your life. I think that they have to learn the tools of um, 
healthy habits, but I also don't want to see a child severely obese and not be able to be active and move. So I do think that sometimes it might have a place there. So it just really depends. Um, but usually it, my only thing, my only thoughts on where it has a place is where it was designed for. So usually those children are, um, are diabetic as well or, to, or leaning towards type 2 diabetes. All right. So, and it also, guys, um, in a recent study, it said that participants who did Ozempic gained three-fourths of the weight back. So know that it's not a long-term fix. It's not sustainable. Um, and that there are research around, like, are we gaining weight back? Are we holding it off? Are these habits or things that are changing in the body as far as the receptors and um, not having as many cravings, are they lasting past when you get off the drug? And they are not. All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about what is really happening um, and my issues with it. Okay. So let, let's break it down. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a little story about a client who I, I had and um, she had done so well over um, before COVID. She was like, I want to say like 15 pounds from her goal weight and she had a good bit of weight to lose. She was doing so well, changed so many habits, COVID hit, bam, everything went to crap. It just, it just did. I mean, like everything else in America, right? Um, and when things kind of cleared, she said, hey, Brady, I want to start meeting in. Sure, let's go. Let's do it. So we did. She had some success right off the bat because she already knew what she was doing. Weight loss came. Health came. Um, and then she came to me one day and she said, hey, listen, I, I, I've got to be honest with you about something. Um, I talked to my physician and and they think this is a good choice. This is the first time I was ever introduced to Ozempic. So that was what, 2000. 20, I think maybe 2021, um, so or end of it, somewhere around there. So about two years ago, year and a half ago, I was introduced to it. So I said, okay. And she said, but I still want to work with you. And I said, okay, I respect that. I said, but listen, let's break it down. I said, I'm not going to steer you one way or other. Your mind's made up about this. And um, that's not my role to tell you uh, what to do with your body. I'm here to support you on that journey. So, so as we work together, I want to tell you what I found. And what I found was that she was not consuming hardly any calories. You know, when we really, when we really looked at it and I said, let's take it through the day. You tell me exactly what you're eating. It was like 750, 800 max calories a day. I've had clients say, but Brady, I'm eating enough. I know I'm eating enough. Are you tracking what you're eating? No, but I know I'm eating plenty. Okay. All right. Well, that that seems not smart to me because you don't really know how much you're eating. You, you can't like guess. And when you're on a medication like that, I need you to track, but you don't want to track because you don't really want to see that you're really not eating anything. So it's awareness thing. So I said to her too, hey, listen, when we get off of this, it's, it's going to be tough. Like, I just want you to know that because she had planned she was like I'm doing this for two months I don't know she she said you know she just wanted like a jump start whatever and I said okay but 
when you get off of this, it's, it's going to be very hard. I cannot take you any lower. You're at 800 calories. We're basically going to have to reverse out and start over again. Okay, okay. You know, and no one really believes it. And, and it all happened the way it came back. And then it was like you had to start all over again. But I, I want to say that and I'm saying this to tell you that it's not a miracle. It's just lowering your calories, guys. And I've seen people, you know, with PCOS that are like, it's helped with my inflammation. It's helped with everything. And it very well might, guys, but you're, <laughs> but it's helping too because you're not eating the bad food. You're not eating the food that's causing the inflammation. You're not eating the food that is causing half of your issues. So I, I think that you've got to take the blinders off and you've got to be real. And, and that's what I'm doing with this podcast today. Whether you like it or not, I'm honest to my fault. So here we go. So also here, here's another big key thing, guys. Why do, why do we do this? So, and I'm going, this is where I take my client side, especially the one who did jump into a Um, because I think a lot of people bring a lot of shame and guilt to people who take a and, and here's my thing too, with a you do what you want to do. I don't think it's the right choice, but that, but Hey guys, we live in America. So guess what? You don't have to say have the same choices as me. And I don't have to have the same choices as you. So also guys, what I see, this is what I see. Cause I work with so many women and I hear, and I hear in their voice, they're desperate. They're desperate for something fast. They're desperate to not keep the scale going higher. They're desperate to have a change that does not take time and it, and unfortunately the my method takes time i you know i've had three or four clients this week and i'm like i know you're still going down but it's a pound a week it's a half a pound a week it, it's a slow it's a slow grind and it's not going to be these big jumps that you get with certain medications or really 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 low diets um so that's why people jump at it it's faster it's easier um it's a quicker thought process. You don't really have to think in a world that my women that I work with have to think about work. They have to think about taking care of their kids. They have to think about running the household. They have to think, 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 think. They don't, this is what I found. They don't want to think about wellness. It's just, they don't. And I respect that to a degree because, hey, listen, I think about wellness because it's, it's my career. But um, two, and it also is a really good thing to have up front. But my whole thing is I get it. That, that's where they're coming from. So before you throw shade at everybody, um, know that a lot of them, and it's not all of them, guys. A lot of them just have certain things that they're really trying to work on. Uh, where I think people get really frustrated with the Ozempic, where I see frustration, where I get frustrated is when you're just overweight, like, or just you're not at your goal weight and you're like 15, 20 pounds, you know, heavier than you want, but you're really not even in the overweight classification and you just want to get really super thin. And that's what a lot of people are getting frustrated with. Um, another thing that I have issues with is physicians. They're throwing it at patients. They're just simply throwing. Why are they throwing? Because they don't have a, um, this is going to sound rude. 
But most physicians don't have the time or the knowledge to help someone make nutritional changes. They just don't. And that's not, I'm not being ugly to physicians. They're great for acute care. We need physicians, but that's not why you really need to go to a physician. In fact, if you go to a physician and say, hey, I can't lose weight, chances are you're looking for a different way because the only way a physician is going to help you lose weight is to give you something. Um, And so I'm not saying don't tell them that because they're your doctor, but know that they usually don't have the time or the energy or the expertise to help you really change habits as far as nutrition. So I, I just see this all the time. It's like, someone goes in their office and they're like, here, take a Zempic, here, take a Zempic, here, take a Zempic. And it's just this constant, like they're giving it out like candy. And I just think that it's doing a disservice to their patients in the long run. I think it's the only thing they can give. So when a doctor has something to give to fix something, they give it for the most part. And I'm not saying this about every doctor, y'all. There's a lot of doctors out there that take their time and really dig into nutrition. I'm just saying as a whole. And so also my other issue with it is, um, what are we role modeling, guys? What, this, what, what are we doing? You know, we've worked so hard to get to this place of health and wellness and, and role modeling to be strong and role modeling to make healthy choices. And if you, I don't have a daughter, but I do think sons, and I have three sons, but I I do think that they watch what I do as well as far as nutrition. But I do think, and I know because I work with young girls, I am a girl, I've gone through middle school, I've gone through high school, and and I do think that if you have a daughter, I'm going to paint a picture for you. If you have a daughter and she sees you eating such little amounts of food, you know, because here's the deal, guys, on a Zimpic, a lot of people, some people feel fine. A lot of people are so sick that they can only eat like really small amounts of food and it's really bland, like a rice or uh, crackers or just simple stuff like that. And um, and I've had people on a Zimpic say, I don't care what I eat. I just want to lose weight. And you do you, man. Um, so, but I'm going to paint a different picture for you. So they see you only eating small amounts of food or, or different foods. And then pop, mommy's lost an extreme amount of weight. Whether you think they notice or not, kids are very, very aware, especially as far as that. And I'm telling you this because I work with them. And they tell me things that they do not tell their parents. And I'm sure my kids are doing the same thing. So that's not to say I'm perfect with it. But I'm just saying, I've seen young girls, I've worked with young girls, they pick up on almost everything that we do. And so they they then are equating what mommy's eating with this extreme amount of weight, weight loss, okay? And it chances are it wasn't super probably like enough or healthy. So you have to just be mindful of what you're role modeling and, um, and to me, my, my thing is I ask myself, hey, if I don't want to do it in front of my kids, is it the right thing to do? And, and I'm not telling you what to do, but if you're injecting yourself with Ozempic, would you do that in front of your children? Would you say that's the right thing to do in front of your children? And I, and I know I get a little passionate about that, but it's because I, I see it and I hear it daily. And then I see it and I hear it daily 
from my adult women who have had issues from the past. And I'm not saying it's the parent's fault. I'm not putting that all on that parent because I think most parents generally are doing the best that they can. All I'm doing is bringing your awareness to it. And I, you know, I started asking myself that the other day, would I do this in front of my kids, you know, as far as wellness is concerned. Um, And I think that's a good mentality to have because you, (laughs) you want them to be healthy and you want them to have a healthy lifestyle. Another problem I have with this guys is instead of attacking the junk food on our aisles, instead of trying to to change anything at a different level as far as policy on food, drinks, anything that we expose the American people to dies in our food. But we have so many different, we, we allow so much more than other countries do as far as our nutrition. Instead of putting our energy towards that, we put our energy towards making another drug that in the long run isn't going to make a difference as far as people's long-term health and wellness. We put our energy to a quick fix and that's, that's becoming the American way. And that makes me sad because it's not ever going to fix the underlying issues. So, Sustainability, I hear that word a lot with Ozempic. Um, and I've, I mean, the clients that I've had that have used Ozempic will tell me straight up, I know it's not sustainable, Brady. I just want to do it, you know, for a little bit. And I always say to them, okay, I know you do you. I'll be here. I will be here when you need me, when you get done with this, because we're going to have a whole another issue as far as sustainability, as far as what will work. And I always ask, okay, well, Would you rather, you know, do this the slow weight? If you've got 20 pounds to lose and you lose 15, uh, you lose 20 pounds with the Zimpic, gain 15 back, you know, you're back to where basically you could have been with me if you, you know, lost, you know, after five weeks of losing a pound a week. So, you know, it's just, it's just hard for people to grasp because they want it quickly and they want something very fast. So, and once you finish taking a Zimpic, guys, your appetite comes back, um, everything comes back full force. So then you're left with a whole different ballgame. And this is the last, but I think the most important part that I, I want to dig in with a Zimpic emotionally and mentally. So this is what I see. So I've got clients and and they take Ozempic, or there's people out there who take Ozempic. I've had people who take Ozempic and then they come to me. You know, what happens to them mentally is they've lost all this weight. And then they get off Ozempic and they gain most of all that weight back. And then they think something's wrong with them. They think something's wrong with their body. And that's simply not the case. So then you're having to work out this mental just, screw over of your mind that 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 you did something wrong you know when in reality you did nothing wrong you just took a drug that made you lose your appetite and made you eat like 800 calories a day so you lost weight really fast 
it's just, it screws over with wellness guys. Mental health is such a big part of it. And so when you do something like this and note the fact guys that every time we yo-yo like this, it makes your metabolism wonk. And so I, I can't get you back to your ideal. It's going to, it's going to take some time. Like you're not going to be able to eat as much because you've damaged a lot of stuff depending on how long you've been on it and depending on how many times you've done different things like this. Your body, here's the thing, guys. Your body's really smart. It doesn't like certain things, and then it will put you in your place every single time. Um, I tell my clients, like, you got to you got to understand what you're doing when you go into taking a drug like a Zimbic. and and understand and then weigh out the pros and cons, guys. You've got to weigh it out and you've got to think about is this really, is this really what I should be doing? You know, and then how is this going to affect me mentally? Also, guys, I, I equate it to, I'll tell people, hey, like, what if you have um, what if you have this doctor who never had to study for any tests, right? Never studied, never did anything but got an A, right? And then what kind of what kind of doctor are you? Like really and truly, if you've never had to do the work, but you still pass, like does that, what, what kind of doctor truly are you? And now I say this with, I'm not saying like people who don't have to study because most doctors always have to, but you know what I'm saying? If you've just like just been given something and you haven't had to do the work for it, then what knowledge are you bringing to the table? And that's what I say to your body too. If your body, if you've been given this weight loss, but then you've never had to do the work for the weight loss, then what, what are we doing here? Then your body doesn't know what to do. And then you don't know what to do. And then you're all confused. You're all frustrated. And the weight's back. And then it's just a big old mess. So I'm going to end with this, guys. I don't want you to get discouraged with slower results. Okay, I don't want you to get discouraged if the scale, if you're weighing, if it goes up and down a little bit. Okay, if overall we're going down, then I'm happy. If you were in your 40s and you were trying to lose weight, it is going to be a slower process unless you do something extreme like an extreme weight loss, which we've talked about. I don't understand why Azimpic is being praised and raved about so much when I, I equate it to like, hey, we are really upset when people starve themselves. So when they have eating disorders, anorexia, bulimia, and when they starve themselves on a lower calorie diet or, you know, models get so much flack for when they starve themselves or they go on these low calorie diets. And then a Zimpic comes along and we're like, oh, but a Zimpic's here. Y'all, you're still starving yourself. I can pretty much tell you, you're not getting your protein goals and you're not getting other macronutrients and nutrients that you need because if it's just, you're just not. Correct me if I'm wrong. If any of y'all have made all your macronutrient goals with being on a severely low diet with a Zimpic. So just know that just because it's, it's praised about and, and you're going to see, and in fact, go online, you'll see so many doctors who are against this. You'll see so many people in my field that are against this. 
and you know, it will come out. It all evens out. It always does. And, but here's the deal, guys. Get ready. If it's not a Zempic, it's going to be something else. It's always something else. Okay. It's always going to be something else. And I know people are really, you know, I've got my clients who are like, but my genetics, my genetics, here's the deal with genetics, guys. I get it. I get it. Genetics are real. If anybody tells you they're not, they are real, guys. We pass things on. Look at how you are designed. Usually you're going to be very similar to your parents or a grandparent or a family member. So just know genetics are real, but they aren't a life sentence, okay? I've got clients who will come to me and they're like, I bet I, these genetics, I can't change. You can change with it. I'm not going to say you're going to be 5'2 and go from 5'9 and look totally different, but we can make the best you with what we've been given. We can't, we've got to get out of that victim mentality of this is what I've been given and damn these genetics and yada, yada. It's the same thing, guys, no different than like as far as health and wellness, uh, I won't lie. Like my parents gave me great genetics to all three of us. Like we're all athletic, you know, do I have to work to stay in shape? Do all my siblings, do we work to stay in shape? We absolutely do. It's not like we wake up and we're like, oh, like we don't have to do anything. Do I work on my diet? I absolutely work on my diet. And um, it's not easy. And we'll all say that. But at the end of the day, I've been given a good, you know, set of genetics to work with. So I understand where some of my clients are coming from with that. However, you still can't play the victim. You still have to say, I can do the best I can within this set that I've been given. Okay, so don't get discouraged. Do the work. This is a big one, guys. You've got to do the work. Stop pushing that easy button. You got to do the work. Think of where... You could be if you started now. Think of where you could be in six months if you started now. You know, I don't care if you're five pounds lighter or you feel better. And I know I'm talking about weight with this one, but that's just kind of what it's focused on. But think about how much better you would be if you started now. And yes, it might be slow, but let's enjoy life while you're on this journey. Part of it is I want you to enjoy life on this weight loss journey. Understand that the, these types of medications come at a price. So before you go into taking a Zempic or anything else, think about what it's going to do to you physically, emotionally, mentally, okay? And don't just think about like, I don't really care. I want to be this certain way before my 40th or I want to be this. I want you to think about afterwards too, guys. I want you to think about afterwards. Stay on your own path. Try not to get caught up in everyone's success on, on this drug, Okay. It won't last. It won't last. Get off social media if it's bothering you. Don't go on TikToks on Zimbic. Just, just stop. Just stop with it in general. Know that when you see someone with extreme weight loss, um, a lot of people won't come out and say they've been on Zimbic. And I think that's fine. I think everybody is has the right to privacy. But like I've said in two or three podcasts ago, you have no idea what people are doing. And chances are, if it's extreme weight loss, and here's the thing, guys, riddle me this. Like, you've had the same, we've had the same nutrition suggestions. Everybody knows, especially like in Hollywood, what to do, right? All these people have everybody at their fingertips of what to do. It's not like any of that has changed. And then, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, all these major weight loss successes, 
like seriously, we've had chicken and vegetables and and healthy eating, protein shakes and all that good stuff for a really long time. Don't you think it's a little suspicious that you've had this influx of like extreme weight loss and celebrities? Just think about things. And you know, it's like my client said to me a couple weeks ago, she was like, but Brady, everybody at this school is doing it. Everybody's doing it. And like, if everybody's doing it, should I do it? Because they're getting ahead with weight loss and it's taking me forever, you know, doing losing a pound a week or whatever it might be. And I can't answer that. And I tell my clients that too. I can't answer that, but I'm going to tell you no. Like, if it was me, no. And I don't think you should. Everything comes at a price. Remember that. Um, what will last, and I'll tell you this, what will last is that long game. Remember this approach, guys. Stop doing the short game. It's the long game. Just filling your body with whole foods. Looking at your, if you want to lose weight, guys, if you want to lose weight, look at your caloric intake. You have to look at it. I I promise you, if you look at it, chances are you're eating more, you're eating less. I have a few clients that we're trying to play around, hormonally speaking, they're on point with calories. Hormones might be a little bit affecting certain things. But for the most part, guys, it's going to be your caloric intake. And then when you get to a certain point, you might need to play around with your macronutrients. You know I'm a big pusher of protein. Is your protein hitting? You know, do we need to lower your carbs a little bit? Does your body respond a certain way to higher carbs? Does your body respond to lower carbs? It's not just black and white, but I will tell you this. You have to be in a caloric deficit to lose weight, period. So you must start looking at that. If your goal is to lose weight, guys, start tracking. Track and see. See see where you're at, okay? And see where you see where your food is at. And a really easy way, I always tell people, like if you want to start with calories, and, and we'll do a whole different segment on calories, guys, but... If you want to start with calories, do 12 times your um, goal weight and then see. And that's a good place to start with with where you want to eat if you're trying to cut. You know, if you're maintaining, it's a totally different ballgame. But uh, and I always say calories should be in a range. I don't want you eating one amount every day. It should be in a range. So long game, guys, long game. Remember that. Okay, the short stuff's not going to last. How much better will you feel if you accomplish this on your own versus taking something? You will feel like a new person. You will feel like you understand your body. You will feel like your body is working for you. Stop treating like your body like it's this terrible like enemy of yourself. Like why do we do this to our body every time something new comes out? We throw stuff in it. We treat it like crap. We talk about it. Just stop. And really try to look at your body as a partner in this journey with you and try to figure it out. Maybe, just maybe, if you gave your body what it needs, it might start working for you. And, you know, I think this whole, I get frustrated when everybody's fussing at their body is not working for them. But then when you look at everything, I'm like, you, you have to be honest. You have to be honest with what you're doing to your body. Same thing I said, you know, a couple episodes ago about drinking and 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 escapism and all the above like are you really doing are you really giving your body what it needs to perform for you or are you just expecting it to do what it's going to do treat your body like you would treat a best friend and and your or a partner because it is your partner and it's super important so 
You'll feel better accomplishing things on your own. I want you to work on filling your, your spirit with compassion and love. Give yourself grace. Working on finding your peace with your weight and, and what works for you and where you are currently and where you want to go. I'm not saying don't have a goal. Have a goal, but then be at peace with where you are and know that you're going to be able to get to that goal. Stop stressing about it. Do the work and you will get there. And know that there are others, other healthier ways to weight loss and wellness. And stay true to you, whatever that may be. Okay, stay true to you. Whatever you would decide after this podcast to do, that's fine. But I wanted to come on here and, and really address this because I've had this question asked so many times. So I hope it gave you a different perspective of it. And I hope that, that you can make an educated and aware decision when coming, um, when associating yourself with either a drug or a really extreme diet, whatever it might be. So I am wishing you all health, love, and happiness. I hope y'all have a wonderful week. Hit me up with any messages. We are entering into spring and summer. And um, if I could ever get my act together on um, getting um, some interviews started, I'm hoping to have those for summertime. But, you know, give me a little grace because, you know, the three boys are, are giving me a run around. And I'm hoping to actually bring in more um, episodes on children because I know I always have lots of questions on on that as well. Not that I'm an expert at any means, but my brother tells me I should really share more of my personal life because it's just um, it's just entertaining. He, he finds it. So um, anyways, I will work on that, work on some different things coming out. But um, I um, hope you guys have a wonderful week. And again, wishing you all health, love, and happiness. And until next time. <laughs>